The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio Show. Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management has offices in Bend, Eugene, and John Day, serving clients from all over the Northwest. Give us a call today for your free retirement review. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. If you want to take us up on one of those free retirement reviews, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get that scheduled the number. Here is 800-743-0988 or go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Send us an email. Let us know you'd like a free retirement review. Uh, so there's a lot of signs, you know, that actual real data points that we can look at that are pointing to this uh, more weakness in the U.S. economy headed into next year. Uh, two of those, one of them is the Chicago PMI. It's a measure of manufacturing activity in the country, um, and it's only been this low uh, in the last two recessions. Uh, so it, it is headed in the wrong direction. Every time that the uh, PMI, Chicago PMI, has is, is been this low, uh, we then head into a recession, um, and it doesn't look like it's going to be different this time. The other thing is, uh, in the last 60 years, the yield curve has only been this much inverted once, and that was uh, headed into the global financial crisis. So, um, you know, like we've said, and has been said a bunch. Actually, the last, it was also this inverted in 1974, the 73-74 recession. I, I found a great chart showing uh, overlaid market performance relative to inversions, and the market usually does a lot of the selling off uh, significantly after the, this this one's different insofar as markets uh sell sold off pretty significantly before the inversion started to really worsen uh at a much higher degree than in previous uh previous inversion cycles so you know we we always say like you know yield curve inversions have predicted nine of the last five recessions because sometimes they send false signals but uh and of course you know this one's being engineered by the fed purposefully and maybe that's the distinction, but uh, the market has done uh, quite a bit of negative movement long before the inversion itself, as, it, as the inversions continue Mo to Most worsen. yield curve inversions happen from the bond market participants, not with yep. tons of central bank manipulation. And that's why it's very dangerous to say this one's different because it's usually generally the outcome won't be different. It's just how no, no, it plays I agree. Out. I, I agree that the outcome may not necessarily be different. I just think that the market's reaction uh, has already sort you know markets are already discounting that reality to a large degree. So in the investment world, there's always this new what's the next great thing, right? That that these asset management firms try to push on people like Josh and I. So then we put our clients in in these new and great products. Uh, and so the, you know ESG, um, environmental, socially, and governance. You know green investing was the fad from Wall Street for the last 18 months. Uh, but I think the next new one that you're going to be hearing a lot about, and it will sound really good, uh, is something called direct indexing. And so uh, what's interesting about direct in indexing is it actually preceded the actual index mutual fund. So there were companies that were direct indexing. Wells Fargo was one of them, some a few other companies that were owned essentially the index, but they own the individual stocks in the proportion that they were in the index. Um, and then they said, well, we could make this into a mutual fund form. And then, you know, now we have the giant uh, passive investment space that is indexing. Um, and so they want to go back to it. They, they want to go back to a place where, you know, let's say you, you want to own the S&P 500, uh, but you want to own all the individual companies. Uh, and it sounds great because then you can do you can do tax loss selling because you own the individual companies and all the things that make it sound great. Uh, but I'm here to tell you that in order to do it effectively, you are going to have to be really rich, like $15 million <laughs> investable or more in order to do it effectively. And second is I have a really good big hunch that it's going to be more expensive uh, and, and less effective 
than just owning the index. So that's the next thing that you're going to be hearing a lot about, and it's going to sound great. There's already and it's called direct indexing. Pretty broadly based advertising that extolling the virtues of it, but yeah, it's definitely geared toward the the very highly affluent. It's not even going to move the needle for the mass affluent because if you're moving the, you know, talking about three hundred dollar positions relative to a lot of portfolios. Uh, from a tax loss standpoint, not going to make much of a difference. But it, it's another way that, that Wall Street is going to find a way to milk more money from the very affluent because it's going to be more expensive. It, you know, it's going to be more expensive to, to operate and to make it work. And so then they can charge more and and really you can get the same thing from if you're, starting the index. If you're an individual out there that has some highly concentrated seven-figure position in uh, a large cap stock, tech stock, for instance, like, yeah, that it, it represents a large single-digit exposure of the S&P. It's probably going to have you. But there are products. There are products to solve for that that have been around for a long time. Yeah, there are. So okay. So obviously, with stocks down as much as they are this year, um, and the the maximum Social Security benefit going to four thousand four hundred eighty five dollars in January, everybody, including wealthy people, are very interested in Social Security and and the sort of. Uh, what Social Security it pays, and you know they they do all these means. They, they talk about making Social Security means based, meaning they're going to do means testing um, on it uh, as a way to keep it more solvent. And we've talked about that earlier in the show. Um, but you know our wealthiest clients, the b- people that have the most money with us, if you were to take away their Social Security and their uh, Medicare benefits, it would have a very meaningful impact on them. But obviously, they paid in the most because, in most cases, and now they uh, should be able to get out the most. But if you were to say, "Well, they're wealthy enough," and the big the big question politically would be like, "What's wealthy enough to not need Social Security?" <laughs> right? Most Americans would say two million. But if you took uh, most uh, people with two million dollars investable are heavily reliant on that. On social their social security. security. If you took their social security away from them, it would be very material. Well, well, I mean, if you back, take social security away from a person that has ten million, it's very material. Well, back out the impact of what that forty-four hundred dollars a month actually means. I mean, you're talking a one point one, one point two million uh, in investable assets that are required to actually generate that payment on a well, plus, basis. Then you factor in like the, the spouse would get half of that. In some cases, you factor in how much Medicare. You know, if, if you have to pay for uh, health insurance, so you factor in all those benefits, and you're talking about four million dollars of investable assets <laughs> that you would need to have. And yeah. so, you know, so here, so it, the, ch- it changes the calculus pretty materially for almost everyone. But the point is. That um, you know, when we think about Social Security for our clients, we think of it being very important, and that's true for all retirees. I mean, more people are more dependent on Social Security than they've ever been, as to make up a big chunk of their retirement income. But um, the one thing that we tell people to do. Uh, and we think is vitally important is to delay it as long as possible. And that doesn't mean that we're not telling our clients that they can't retire. If they really want to retire, we tell them a couple of things. Go for it. You can retire. But maybe what you do is you retire from the grind, what it is that you've been doing for all these years, and you do something that's more enjoyable to maybe earn a little bit of money so you're not taking so much from your retirement account. But what the other thing you do is, is you draw down more than you normally would at that age uh, from your retirement assets so you can delay taking Social Security. And then when you get to Social Security, you reduce the amount you're taking from your retirement that's amount, the big, accounts. That's the big caveat that is often, you know, once people become addicted to that payment stream, it's tough to reverse it and but but that has to be part of the plan. It so definitely does. so you know there's two ways to think about retirement. We get that people want to retire. Uh, we get that people want to stop, you know, the grind, whatever it is. And we're not saying that you can't do that. And but but what we're not saying you should do is. As the day you retire, if you're 62 years old, to take Social Security, saying absolutely not, no, delay taking your Social Security, uh, pull at a higher withdrawal rate from your retirement assets than you normally would, knowing that you're going to delay taking that Social Security. Every year you wait to take Social Security, your income goes up by 8% plus the COLA. It's it's really, really good. Your retirement assets can't give you those guarantees. And then once you pull the plug and take start taking Social Security, the other thing is you can always change your mind. We tell our clients that all the time. Remember, we can revisit this every single year uh, that you since you've retired uh, and you haven't taken Social Security. If you say, you know what, I just can't take any more. I'm going to take Social and Security. And if you have too high of a distribution rate because your plan is to actually postpone and file as you either approach your full retirement age or 70 in a lot of instances, 
you have that lever in your back pocket if we reach some sort of cataclysmic bear market or whatever it is that you can always pull and uh, make up for the difference. And remember, all of you that are in your 60s, you have a lot still to offer because you actually show up for work every day. Josh's generation, not so much. <laughs> Josh does, though. Uh, all right, if you want to be part of the show, give us a call, 877-670-7117. When we come back, we're going to talk about the outlook for international markets. So stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. It's time to get jolly at Clamoya Casino this December. Friday, Santa's bag of triple entries on the 2nd and 9th. Then deck the halls, cash drawings on December 16th and 30th. Thursday, Magic Elves Kiosk. Enjoy our Let It Snow Sunday hot seats and win up to $200 cash. Reindeer bonus points days on the 23rd and 24th. And on Christmas Day, you'll be rocking around the Christmas tree to win up to $200 cash. Come ho, ho, ho at Clamoya Casino, where winning comes naturally. Hi, it's the Count for Sebastian Seafood and Specialty Market. They're taking pre-orders for the holidays. If you order before December 10th, you get 10% off your items. Sebastian's is offering holiday platters with cocktail shrimp, smoked salmon, grovlux, custom platters, and pre-orders on live lobster. Plus, Sebastian's is now serving breakfast, bagels and lox, shrimp and grits, and breakfast burritos. Stop by on the way to Bachelor to fuel up and to put in your holiday orders. Sebastian Seafood and Specialty Market in the Grove. About a hundred years ago, Bend started up as a lumber town with mostly small wooden homes built to shelter the mill workers. Today, it's a bustling city of startups and established businesses with a tremendous variety of homes built to enjoy the outdoor lifestyle. For more than a half of that century, Duke Warner Realty has been here to help people buy and sell those homes. Family owned and operated since 1967, Duke Warner has a team of brokers who know the community and the market inside out. With many decades of expertise in the Central Oregon area, we're your friends and neighbors who believe that combining old-fashioned hard work with the newest technologies gives you the competitive edge. We'll walk you through the listings, the comps, the offers, the counteroffers, the inspections, the escrow, the closing. We'll even walk you through the walkthrough until finally the celebration. So if you're ready to move now or anytime in the next hundred years, contact Duke Warner Realty because when it comes to real estate, you can't fake experience. Hey there, it's Lars to tell you why now is the time to get in and see my friends at Volvo Cars Bend. Why? Because there finally is a brand new load of XC60s and other great Volvos on the way to Volvo Cars Bend. Go now and get your name on one of these exciting new Volvos. And here's more great news. The prices on pre-owned vehicles are finally coming down. And Volvo Cars Bend has a lot filled with quality trucks, SUVs, and cars for you to pick from. You know their motto is always do the right thing. That means you get great service before, during, and after the buy. And don't forget, Volvo Cars Bend is a truly local business, supporting one local charity every single month. Get in now and reserve your XC60 or any of the other amazing Volvos that are arriving. Volvo Cars Bend, where we know luxury. On the north side at Highway 97 and Grandview and at volvoofbend.com. That's volvoofbend.com. And be sure to tell them Lars sent you. Financial Focus Radio Show is online all the time via iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker. Catch past shows online or by finding us on iTunes. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he's Josh Finelli. And we're partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the wonderful, snowy Pacific Northwest. Thanks for spending some of your weekend with us. For so, uh, the 
for those of you that this applies to, it is open enrollment season, which means almost everybody this applies to. Um, you have uh, until December 15th uh, to enroll or change your uh, health insurance plan um, for coverage that's going to start on January 1st. So we just, uh, for our group plan, had a 17% increase, unfortunately, uh, for our health insurance headed into 2023. I guess the average small group in Central Oregon had about a 10% increase. Um, but, you know, for those of you on individual plans or those of you on Medicare, it is a good idea to review it. There's a good chance you can either improve your benefits or reduce your costs if you haven't reviewed your Medicare uh, in at least a couple of years. So it's December 15th. That is coming quick. Uh, make sure you do something about it. Um, another thing I wanted to bring up before we talk about international markets, uh, there's some good lessons to be learned from the, the Nifty 50. And so for those of you that don't remember, it was the sort of the, these 50 stocks uh, in, the, uh, in the 60s, right, Mr. Finelli? Yeah, 60s. In the 60s that just everybody said, if you just own these names uh, and you just hold them forever, you'll, be, you'll make more money than you would ever imagine. And, uh, and obviously that turned out. Uh, not to be true, a lot of those names don't even exist anymore. I mean, the, the parallels of the Nifty 50 and now are just so strong. And, you know, of course, the inflation in the 1970s crushed those make those mega cap. I guess you can't really call them a mega cap in terms relative to today. Well, they were but, mega caps at the time. Yeah, don't buy the, the time. Yeah. Don't buy market leadership when the Fed's fighting but inflation. They were the companies that when you look back and see what people were saying in the late 1960s and early 1970s about these names, you know, they're worth they were essentially arguing that they're worth any multiple identical arguments about what was being made about the fan mags, you know, go through the Facebook, Amazon, Apple, et cetera, uh, you know, as we sort of reach the bull market crescendo. At but the some end of, of these names, year. too, they, they, value can mean their value traps, meaning they'll never, you know, you look at Cisco. If you bought Cisco in 1999, you still haven't gotten back to where you were. Cisco with a C. Um, you know, I, I would just tell you that there's a lot of lessons uh, to be learned. McDonald's is like the one great one where they continued to grow earnings at a 20% plus compound annual growth rate for a decade. The business was astonishingly successful, but the stock did not catch up. Because it was so expensive. Because it was just so, you were paying so much as a premium. And we saw the same thing happen in the late 90s with Microsoft, right? It was 15 years before Microsoft yeah. got to the same place, but Microsoft's business was doing unbelievably well. They were growing earnings like crazy, but the stock got so expensive. And so it, it, it's... It, we're, we, you can apply this to all risk assets, right? Whether it's stocks or houses. If you overpay for something, your future expected return is going to be very abysmal. So if you overpaid for a house in Central Oregon or anywhere, or a stock uh, in the last year, your future expected return is going to be ultra low. Uh, even if the business is doing well and the economy is doing well, if you overpay, it's very difficult, especially when rates are going up. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's talk about international investing. So one of the things I, I do want to bring up is that, you know, everybody has a tendency to overinvest or invest a higher allocation to their home country. Whether you live in the United States, New Zealand, Italy, wherever you live, that's generally the tendency. Um, we just happen to live in the best economic engine in the world. And so obviously you're going to invest a lot more in the U.S. But 70 plus percent of all of the market capitalization that exists in the world exists outside of the United States. So it's not something you, you can ignore. Um, but if you did ignore international investing for the last 15 years, you actually outperformed. So dramatically <laughs> international investing. We're, we're here to t tell you that it has been an absolute dog for the last 15 years. Uh, we're not trying to deny that that's true. But does, does that mean it's always going to be? And do you believe that it's going to be forever? Josh and I tend not to believe so far in 2022, international and emerging markets outperforming the U.S. Uh, and, and because of that dramatic outperformance for so long, uh, we, we think that international and emerging markets has a lot of catch-up to do. And we think there's actual uh, opportunities to be had in international investing. Uh, when you look at the trailing performance, it's been... Uh, a really, really dramatic underperformance, but uh, you know the tide is maybe turning, and it may be all relative to interest rates ultimately, uh, which 
you know, interest rates in the dollar, which yeah, are, yeah. you know, that interest rate differential. When you look at, of course, the United States having raised interest rates several times and approaching five percent Fed funds rate here uh, in a couple of weeks, likely after this next Fed meeting. But uh, the Europeans and the Japanese are, are not embarking on that same process, at least not at the same magnitude. You know, you look, Japan still has negative interest rates. Uh, there's continuing devaluation of the yen. You know, that makes for a really compelling opportunity when you're buying uh, an international fund in in dollars. And so, uh, you know, Europe is not going to be able to embark upon the same process simply because they can't. The level of indebtedness in their demographic profile won't allow their central bank to match us, uh, which is why you've seen sort of those currency, you know, currency movements so far this year. But the important thing to remember is like when everyone gives up on an asset is precisely when you as a contrarian <laughs> should be thinking about embracing it. And, you know, we hear a lot of the arguments around uh, just getting your international exposure simply from the S&P 500 because uh, around 40 percent of the revenues come from abroad. But that doesn't account for that currency factor, which is all important. And, uh, you know, the diversification factor is profound. And uh, the international performance over the last couple of months, uh, just when the sentiment got as dour as it did, is kind of striking and I think emblematic of this theme that we're trying to trying to illustrate. Yeah. So you look at the dollar can't be strong forever, right? It's had a it's had a really strong go here, but that's not going to be true forever. And, and once the dollar weakens, that's going to have a material impact on international investments performance. Um, so that's something to take into account. Think of some of the best businesses in the world exist internationally, right? Diageo is the biggest spirits maker in the world. Some of the best uh, health, you know, when you look at drug companies exist in Europe and uh, Japan has some great companies. So you, you can't ignore these great businesses uh, from a diversification standpoint, but also wanting to own them. Uh, and, and if the dollar weakens, the other part of it is uh, when you look at um, generally the dividend uh, payouts are higher overseas. So you can get a, a, a healthier, more protected yield, I would say, uh, outside of the U.S., that's one of those that um, people often ignore. Um, and, you know, when you think about new economy stocks or new economy companies, oftentimes they they depend on old businesses or old industries, right? So when you think about um, some of the very boring businesses that exist uh, in the rest of the world, they are supplying some of these uh, cutting-edge businesses and, and are, and are de uh, really dependent on them. Um, you know, I, I would tell you that if you look – at a company, an international index, uh, just look at the index. AIFA is a good example. You can look at that. Just look at some of the stocks in the top 25 holdings. And I think if you looked at those names, those are names you want to have in your portfolio. A lot of them, like I said, pay pretty healthy dividend yields. Um, and with their, you know, with the stock prices down, the dividend yields are even more attractive. And so you can sort of clip those coupons, reinvest those dividends, uh, so that when they, those stocks, um, you know, finally recover, you have more shares. And so I, I would just tell you that, you know, so far 2022, we've seen some outperformance. It's come really recently, really, where well, and it's I think beaten the S&P, but we think that's probably going to persist. A lot of that is because of that dividend quality value factor that uh, is really prevalent in international markets. And there's not that overweight so much to technology that uh, has really driven U.S. outperformance over the last decade. All right. If you'd like to sign up for our e-news, we do a short video in the middle and end of every month. If you want to get added to that list, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Send us an email. Just let us know you'd like to be added to our e-news list. We'll, when we come back, we're going to talk about what you should be doing with your old 401ks. Stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com.
Only one accounting firm in Oregon was named one of the 50 best of the best public accounting firms in the nation in 2022. That firm is Kernet Stokes. Kernet Stokes specializes in industries prevalent in Oregon. Their Bend office is backed by more than 80 employees in Oregon and 75 years of service. Kernet Stokes has the resources and expertise you'd expect from a big four accounting firm with the personalized care of our trusted team here in Bend. Expect more from your CPA. Get more with Kernet Stokes. More at kernetstokes.com. We live in a high desert wonderland. And you like to be outside. The Ben Factory stores have what you need. For the Central Oregon outdoor lifestyle. Make a bold statement and save up to 70% every day. Over 20 famous brand names like Columbia, Nike, and Pendleton. And locals like Learning Express Toys, Runway Fashion Exchange, and Cascade Mattress and Bedroom Furniture. Shop with nothing in mind and find exactly what you wanted. Great buys that reflect your personality. Learning Express Toys invites you to stop in and play or find those holiday wishes online and then pick them up in store. We've made our list and checked it twice to have the holiday favorites in stock and available this holiday season. Avoid the supply and delivery issues when you shop local and early. Let Santa's helpers at Learning Express make sure you get all the gifts on your list. Smart shoppers start at the Ben Factory stores, South Highway 97. Because everyone needs an outlet. We love it here, and we think you will too. Welcome to Alpine Meadows. Beautifully kept landscaping, Alpine Meadows has one-bedroom apartments and two- and three-bedroom townhomes that include washer and dryer, beautiful decks, patios, and designer kitchens. Alpine Meadows is conveniently located next to the Dallas, California Highway and minutes away from Orchard Park's nature trails, a place proud to call home. Google Alpine Meadows townhomes, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. You enjoy the quiet life, but you like being close to the action. Living that fits you is at Mountain Glen Apartments, located five minutes away from the Bend River Promenade and downtown area. Mountain Glen's units feature designer oak cabinets, and their two- and three-bedroom units come with washer and dryer hookups. Relax with mountain views from your patio or deck. Mountain Glen Apartments Bend, corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Are you needing a change? Hey, it's Eric G. with Around the House. Pyramid Heating and Cooling is growing and now hiring entry-level and lead system installers. It doesn't matter if you start a new career or looking to thrive in a new environment. Pyramid Heating and Cooling will provide the hands-on training from an Oregon family-run business that has over 15 years of experience. To thrive with the best, visit PyramidHeating.com. Oregon CCB 59382. That's PyramidHeating.com. It's a company I would want to work for. Seems like every day, everywhere, practically everyone is connected on their devices. In fact, the average person was connected almost seven hours a day last year. And 64% of adults admit to taking online risks for convenience. All that browsing, sharing, banking, and shopping makes life easy. But it can expose personal information, making you vulnerable to cyber criminals. That's why Norton 360 with LifeLock makes it easy to help keep your digital life safe. With device security to help block hackers from devices, a VPN for online privacy, and LifeLock identity theft protection to help you keep what's yours. No one can prevent all cybercrime or identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But with Norton 360 with LifeLock, you can choose to be safer. Join now, this week only. It's the Better Than Black Friday sale. Save up to 45% off your first year at Norton.com slash join. Hurry, this sale is seven days only. So go to Norton.com slash join to save up to 45%. Don't wait. Offer ends June 13th. The mission is clear. Give honest, transparent analysis and actionable advice every week. Make sure to connect with us on YouTube and get our twice-monthly e-newsletter. Welcome back. If you'd like to take us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get it scheduled. The number here is 800-743-0988 or go to our website northwestquadrantwealth.com send us an email let us know you would like a retirement review um my son the other night last night or whatever maybe maybe it was thursday night he accused me of being a hater 
says, why do you hate on everybody? You want, you want everybody to fail. And I'm like, no, that's definitely not true. It's true. But then I got all self-conscious about it, and then I had to be Mr. Positivity. And he, and he liked that even less, da positive dad. He's like, can't you just be something in the middle? It's, it's, it's weird. It. Having kids is like uh, this weird reflection of yourself that not always, it isn't always awesome, especially sure. if your kids are willing to tell you the truth. Elevated degree of cynicism. Yeah, I mean, and he has it too. So I, you know, but I'm, I think he got it from me and not his mother. Um, but so I bring that up because I, I think everybody thinks that I hate the housing market, and that's definitely not true. But I hate the unbridled enthusiasm for any market, whether it be stocks, crypto, or houses. And in Central Oregon, there is this for since I've lived here, an unbridled enthusiasm for the housing market. Um, and, you know, rightfully so, because interest rates have come down so much, house prices are going to go up, just like any risk asset. Um, but obviously, we've seen a decline, not necessarily in central Rome, but nationally, we've seen uh, certainly a slowdown in the housing market, and, and we believe that's going to continue. The last time the ho housing bubble peaked, we, in February of 2007, prices fell by 26% nationally. Uh, so if we saw the same decline today, that would bring house prices back to September 2020 levels. Um, and obviously that's a reflection of how much home prices went up uh, during the last phase of the current bubble. That was a four, we saw a 40% increase in two years. In Central Oregon, it was even more, but a 40% increase in houses in two years doesn't make any sense anywhere. There's no place that that, that makes sense, except in a zero interest rate uh, environment. Um, and so, you know, we need to see a correction in housing and, and it has to do with affordability, right? Incomes and house prices have to grow together. And that is especially true when interest rates are normalizing or going up uh, because that changes the affordability factor. The median American household would need to spend over 46% of their income to afford payments on a median price home in the U.S. That's the highest on record. It, more than before the housing market popped the, the great financial crisis. So. It's not me being a hater, everybody. I know you won't think I am. It's just actual real data based on incomes and house prices. The, the math is always the same. Gravity is, is always the same. It always comes back. Um, you know, the, I'm looking in a, another chart Josh sent to me. Uh, comes from Freddie Mac. Um, uh, estimated annual income required to afford a median price house in the U.S. It's the highest it's ever been. So you go back to the global financial crisis. Um, you needed uh, to be making about $60,000 to afford a median house in the U.S. You now have to be making $112,000 a year uh, to, be, to be able to afford a median price house in the U.S. A lot of that has to do with obviously where interest rates were, institutional money coming into that space, uh, lack of availability. But all that stuff will correct itself. And so what I'm saying is I'm urging caution. There's no market that's immune to the the outcome of when we go from a zero interest rate policy to a normalized interest rate environment for most of the people listening and most of our clients and for josh and i we welcome a normalized interest rate world we we think it's healthier for the u.s economy uh all the things that are you know that companies that are earning their cost of capital all that stuff is is healthy think about that what we saw was unhealthy. A lot of people made some money, but it wasn't sustainable. But think about the income statistic as it relates to just Central Oregon and Deschutes County. The median household income in Deschutes County is just, and this is household income, is just shy of $80,000. And our median house Price. cost is significantly It's more than double the national average. Than so. the, the, the national average. So you think about that and you realize that most of the people that live here, if they weren't on the ladder already, they couldn't actually afford to buy the house that they're in now. That's just not... Uh, I mean, not healthy and it's not it, sustainable. It's not sustainable and it doesn't set the foundation for a stable society. Which means we're going to have to see a correction in order for there to be some healthiness. And, and, or, and when you or see rates more, going higher... more political instability in the form of either you know some version of populism. Well, both. Yeah. But, but, but you know, we're going to have to see a correction in the housing market because rates are going higher and there's no way that higher rates isn't going to impact house prices. It hasn't yet, but time will tell. Okay, Mr. Finelli. Uh, we get this a lot, and it, well, what's crazy to us is how many people out there 
uh, have old 401ks. They might have two, three, four old 401ks from different companies that they worked at. So let's talk to people about the different options. That we got we to gotta be full disclosure what everybody can do. Uh, and then we can talk about what we, what I have done in the past when I used to work in corporate America and sort of the pluses and minuses of each. Uh, there's really just two. And you can either leave it where it is. There's three. Yeah. <laughs> you can, well, you can leave it where it is. You can roll it into an IRA. And I was kind of collapsing the second and the third, but or you can consolidate them somewhere with your financial advisor. Uh, I guess you can we'll- cash it out, bro. Make it rain. <laughs> I wouldn't count that as one of the three options. Come but, on. Uh, you know, leaving well, it. Yeah, leaving so in real the quick, existing- if good chances if it's your balance is under five thousand dollars, they're sending yeah, you a check. I mean, they're going to force you out. Force you out if you because they don't want to deal with the small dollar value accounts uh, from an administrative standpoint. But uh, you can leave it in the existing plan. That is always an option. Uh, there are good plans out there. We see them occasionally. Uh, on the average, they're better than they used to be by a large margin, though it seems like the uh, lobbying industries behind the insurance and cryptocurrency is getting into 401ks is going to potentially reverse that theme of them getting in overall better shape. But your other option uh, past just leaving it where it is is, of course, moving it to an IRA at a custodian, whether you manage it yourself or with your financial advisor. But uh, what we would behoove you to do no matter what uh, is to consolidate them somewhere so you are able to keep a better track of what's going on. And the biggest argument against not leaving it uh, with your employer-sponsored plan is often just the menu of available options. Uh, even the good plans out there leave a couple asset classes that you, in most cases, want to own as part of your asset allocation out, and that's simply because uh, the plan sponsor doesn't want to take the risk of offering you a broad menu of choices because uh, the simpler they are, the less liability they actually incur. Yeah, and so the one the, the determining whether your plan is is good to leave your money at is a big one because especially if you're getting close to retirement, the reality is most retirement 401k plans that we've seen, uh, even good ones, don't have very good um, bond or fixed income options. They're they're sort of interest rate agnostic. Most of them just have intermediate and long-term bond options. They don't have a, a short-term treasury option, uh, which is crazy that they don't offer it. They offer some f- form of a guaranteed income fund kind of thing. But, um, you know, they might have 20 or 25 options, and that's sort of the argument we have for people to roll it out. Now, we're not saying you have to roll to an advisor. You can do it yourself because if you move to a custodian like a Schwab or a Fidelity, you now have unlimited choices, and maybe that, <laughs> that's not good. But, but we think the ability to ha- invest – in the investments that are most appropriate for you, not from some investment menu that your employer has picked, is going to give you better options, probably lower cost options, better asset allocation, more appropriate for you. And like Josh said, it allows you to consolidate all your assets into one place so you can see all of your financial life in one place. It helps you create your asset allocation. Uh, it makes it makes when something does happen to you or if you're not able to to uh, help yourself out and manage your own money. It makes it much easier for the executor of your state to be able to go to one place, give that that uh, custodian a death benefit, and and um, and they can see everything and get access to everything. So um, that is one of the options to leave it where it is. I would tell you if you're one of these people that have, you know, you keep your business card because you want to remember where your old four hundred one ks are. That's not a good plan. You don't want to have a bunch of stuff scattered out there. When you die, it's going to be a giant pain in the butt. When you go to need to start taking income, it's not going to be, it's just not a plan. So consolidating everything into one place, whether you do it yourself, the custodians can help you do it, or you have a financial advisory firm, just make sure uh, they're, and a, uh, a fee-based advisor like Josh and I, uh, and they have your best interests at heart. So uh, that's what you should be doing. Don't leave those old 401ks where they were. Most of them don't have investment, good investment choices, uh, and you want to be consolidating. The other thing is, even if you leave it in your 401k, uh, if your beneficiaries do have to go get them, it's a lot harder to do if it's a 401k at a company than if it's at a, p- a place like a Schwab or some other custodian uh, where you want to access those funds. All right, if you'd like to take us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call the office here to get it scheduled. The number here is 800-743-0988. Or go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Send us an email. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. 
Again, 27,000 dollars in cash and prizes. On December 31st, win a top prize of $2,023 in cash or free cash for a year during our New Year's Eve $12,000 Barnyard Bash. Of dollars in cash and prizes all month. Win your share of twenty-seven thousand every Friday and Saturday. It's Indian Head Casino's seventy-five thousand dollar boot scooting giveaway. So scoot your boots on down. Yeah! I got cowboy boots and I like to wear them. Today could be your lucky day. Indian Head is where the winners play. You must be twenty-one. Many reserves all rights. See the players for more details. You'll find huge holiday savings store-wide during the bucket sale going on now at Coastal. Coastal. Like to save money? Can you fit a lot into a five-gallon bucket? The Coastal Bucket Sale is for you and it's in stores only. Here's how it works. This Saturday, you'll save 20% on almost anything you can fit into a Coastal five-gallon bucket, including all footwear at regular prices. Plus, you'll save 10% on almost everything else in the store that doesn't fit in your Coastal Bucket. Spend $50, you get to keep the bucket. Sale excludes ammo, guns, husk varnish, steel, Honda Live Animals, previous purchases, licenses, and gift cards. 20% savings excludes power tools. All power tools are 10% off. It's the Bucket Sale this Saturday starting at 8 a.m. in store only. We'll see you there. Coastal Farm and Ranch. Just what your holidays need. Serving Central Oregon from Highway 97 in Redmond. About 100 years ago, Bend started up as a lumber town with mostly small wooden homes built to shelter the mill workers. Today, it's a bustling city of startups and established businesses with a tremendous variety of homes built to enjoy the outdoor lifestyle. For more than a half of that century, Duke Warner Realty has been here to help people buy and sell those homes. Family owned and operated since 1967, Duke Warner has a team of brokers who know the community and the market inside out. With many decades of expertise in the Central Oregon area, we're your friends and neighbors who believe that combining old-fashioned hard work with the newest technologies gives you the competitive edge. We'll walk you through the listings, the comps, the offers, the counteroffers, the inspections, the escrow, the close. Closing. We'll even walk you through the walkthrough until finally the celebration. So if you're ready to move now or anytime in the next hundred years, contact Duke Warner Realty because when it comes to real estate, you can't fake experience. Trying to buy a home right now? Call Advantage Mortgage. Are you a veteran looking to buy a home or refinance? Call Advantage Mortgage. You will be blown away at what they can do. They have helped vets save thousands of dollars on fees and long-term interest. Mortgage rates are the worst they have been in decades. The good news is Advantage Mortgage is an independent mortgage broker who can shop 130 lenders for you. Other lenders are stuck with the interest rates they offer. Findtheadvantage.com. Visit them in Bend and in Sisters. NMLS number 1770599. Equal Opportunity Housing. your free retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Call us today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Welcome back. If you'd like to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a short five or six minute video in the middle and end of every month where we talk about what's going on in the capital markets but we sort of apply it to what's going on with our clients' money and how, what's, what changes we're making, that kind of stuff. So if you want to be added to that list, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Send us an email. Just say, add me to your e-newsletter list. So there is this chorus uh, on 
uh, Wall Street, the talking heads on Wall Street, CNBC, Bloomberg, Josh Finelli, uh, <laughs> that want uh, the, the, hikes, the interest rate hikes to be smaller from the Federal Reserve. And so the case is being made. There are some good ones, but um, I'm not in that camp. Uh, but, you know, the cases being made are we're starting to see some of these inflationary indicators rolling over. Uh, the PCE, the, which is the Fed's uh, personal consumption expenditure price index, which is the Fed's favorite uh, index to follow as it relates to inflation, has moved down to 6%. That's the lowest level since last December. It peaked at 7% in June. U.S. rents fell by 1% in the month of November. That's the third monthly decline. Um, the year-over-year increases have moved down, um, and so that's a, a positive. I think that my advocacy for the slower pace would be simply – it would be better to find an equilibrium and continue a slower pace of rate increases than hike too much and then have to subsequently cut. And I, I think you'd probably agree with that logic. Well, I don't think that a fat man in a red suit is going to come down my <laughs> chimney on December 25th, but you still might. So, Oh, come on. Do you think that this is an exact science monetary policy? Absolutely not. Just like they, when they got it wrong. Has the dot plot... Uh, you know, but they the got, dot plot being the Fed's prediction of where interest rates are ultimately going to be. Has it at all been it, right? Well, let me finish, let me finish all of these factors, and I'll tell you why I think that they should – I would prefer the opposite of what you just said. Uh, global container freight rates uh, moved to their lowest levels since November 2020. They're 77% below their peak. Uh, fertilizer prices peaked in March and are now down 43%, and obviously we've seen a rollover in gas prices. So – all of those things make people say, well, the inflation's rolling over. We don't need to be so aggressive with rate hikes. So if we want to learn the lessons of the past, which are generally good to learn from past, you know, like you're going to teach your kids to learn from mistakes. Uh, generally, when the Fed has paused or not been aggressive, inflation uh, rears its ugly head. The hard part about inflation or deflation is if the market or the economy gets the sense that they're going to stop, inflation comes back. So it's this self-fulfilling prophecy. And so in, I, order, I agree with in order for the Fed, just like they overdid it on the loose side, they're going to have to overdo it on the tight side, which think... puts us in a recession. Recessions, ultimately, this is my issue with everybody, you included. Everybody <laughs> is such a baby thinking that we can manage around recessions. Recessions are the most important part of a capitalistic free market society. I, I Nothing is more important the creative, in creative I destruction fully, than a recession. Fully, fully embrace the idea of creative destruction and you know the, the age of oversupply that was characterized by low interest rates. You know, we created a lot of inefficiencies and there was uh, deflation that was essentially not deflation. It was just prices being subsidized by capital markets and money creation. But uh, <laughs> But we forfeit our future if we continue down the path we've gone down the last 15 years. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, a couple, we're, we're definitely entering or at restrictive territory from a rate perspective now. Uh, how far we embark down the path, I think we maybe slow the pace. and that. Yeah, know. of course, at some point. But I'm saying that it's not time to have that conversation yet because of the behavior of markets generally when the Fed hints at maybe pausing at some point. And that's ultimately the answer to the question, which is they can't because every time they hint at it, markets come raging no, back but and they, inflation They definitely a seek to thread the needle and avoid the, the, the having to actually cut at some point next year. And I think that's what they're trying to telegraph. Um, whether or not they're successful, uh, we probably know, already know the answer to that. They don't have to cut. They can just leave. Oh, so ridiculous. Well, you know, I mean, then the other a recession they... doesn't mean they have to cut. Like, no, that's no. not those don't, don't go. They don't have to cut rates like it will I, work itself. I out. agree. I mean, the other lever they obviously can pull is by reducing the scale of tightening and doing some version of what they did in the mid 2010s. Like the idea in, that, that we're in this position is so stupid. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that we have to talk with, you know, that the entire market talks about nothing but the Fed anymore. Uh it's kind of dismal. It's, it's ruined, ruined the game. All right. We got an email from Jeff in Sun River. Jeff says, hey, guys, love this show. Listen when I can. Uh, now that interest rates are finally higher, does it make sense to look at municipal bonds again? Uh, Jeff, that's a tough one. Um, not, you know, when, we, when I look at every single morning, I look at the bond. We know we look at all the markets and, you know, I run screens in the bond market. Um, we're getting there. It's not quite there. The municipal bond market 
um, you know, if you compared it to, to similar duration treasuries, it just doesn't make sense yet. Um, and so we'll get there, but rates are going to have to move. The, 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 especially if you live in the state of Oregon, the municipal market in the state of Oregon is not very big. Uh, Franklin Templeton owns the big, has the biggest uh, Oregon tax-free fund, and they buy up most of the inventory anyway. And so the rest of us are left to pick over what's left. Uh, so it, it hasn't gotten there yet. Rates will have to probably move sort of more materially higher across the, across the yield curve uh, in order for the municipal bond market to be attractive again. But just keep looking. You know, I mean, it, it, it's only been a relatively short amount of time that rates have gone higher and the fixed income markets have become attractive. Uh, we think this is a, sort of the beginning of a much longer period where you can do some fixed income investing and actually get positive returns. And so munis haven't really gotten there yet. Um, there are certain scenarios or, or specific examples where maybe there's some value to be had there, but I, I, we just haven't pulled the trigger on any yet. We'd like to, but it was fun buying munis back when we used to, but it, it's not, we're not quite there yet, but good question. Uh, ask us again, six months and maybe that will change. Uh, we got an email from Dan. I hear a lot about, I hear a lot of talk about rebalancing. How do I know when to do it and how sh should I go about doing it? Uh, well, Vanguard has did put out a lot of white papers about this, and you know we talk about it on the show quite often. Uh, there's a couple ways to do it. Just do it by based on time. Uh, 18 months seems to be about uh, the best point from a time standpoint in terms of letting your winners run. Uh, you may want to imp impose some version of a threshold-based, so meaning when your asset allocation targets deviate too much from where you initially wanted them to be during a market correction and avoid the time-oriented rebalance when we're in the midst of a sell-off simply because uh, take advantage of lower stock prices, and that just means selling your risk reducers and buying your return enhancers. But, uh, you know, the bigger you make that threshold-based tolerance, uh, the more, you know, you're willing to sort of embrace risk so like did you address the time too in case you don't do the threshold yeah you know that's another one where just 18 months 18 months is probably your best opportunity for rebalancing annual is just too much and will reduce your turns over time because you're selling too much stock all right that's our show this week thanks for joining us remember buy low sell high we'll see you next week listening to partners of Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management on the radio show Financial Focus. Remember, you can email or call with your questions anytime during the week. Visit northwestquadrantwealth.com for more information. See you next week on Financial Focus. Any opinions expressed herein are given in good faith and are subject to change without notice and are only correct at the stated date of issue. Past performance is not always indicative of future results. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Securities, financial instruments, or strategies mentioned may not be suitable for all investors. Prices, values, or income from an investment mentioned in this report may fall against the interest of the investor, and the investor may get back less than the amount invested. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as a recommendation of particular securities, financial instruments, or strategies to you. Before acting on any recommendation on this material, you should consider whether it's suitable for your particular circumstances and if necessary, seek professional advice.